You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S., In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Greg Olson, a wellness expert in Lake Forest, California. Dr. Olson graduated from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic in 1994 and specializes in restoring health to patients through functional medicine, rehabilitation, neurology, kinesiology, chiropractic care, and more. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, finding the root cause of autoimmunity. Hello, Dr. Olson. How are you today? Good morning, Liz. I am doing great. I'm looking forward to our uh, conversation this morning. Great, me too. So can you please begin by explaining what autoimmunity is? Absolutely. Uh, you know, when we uh, start looking at uh, autoimmunity and finding the cause, the first part is uh, kind of understanding what it is. So autoimmunity uh, as breaking it down, there's is uh, you know involves your immune system. The auto part means that your body's immune system is attacking your body tissue, uh, and that can uh, result in different areas. But um, sometimes it can be in one area, such as the thyroid and the Hashimoto's or the pancreas and a type one diabetes. Um, but the basic mechanism is the immune system is malfunctioning. It's overactive. It's identified uh, an area in your body. Um, to attack and begins attacking it. And what are some examples of common autoimmune diseases? When we look at um, autoimmune diseases, it can attack uh, many different tissues in the body. Uh, some of the most common ones, um, as mentioned before, Hashimoto's. Uh, Hashimoto's is uh, the name given to um, an autoimmune disorder where the body attacks the thyroid. So uh, there's type 1 diabetes. Uh, type 1 diabetes is uh, where the body is attacking the pancreatic tissue, affecting insulin production. Uh, we can have uh, another common one, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, is an autoimmune condition where the body is attacking the joint tissue in the body. Um, there is also uh, autoimmunity that, uh, where the body can begin attacking uh, brain tissue, um, cerebellum. Um, it can also attack myelin tissue, um, which can create um, other neurological uh, uh, dysfunction. It can attack platelet cells. Uh, so there are quite a few areas where the body can uh, can attack itself, and those are some of the most common ones that I see clinically. And are some people genetically more prone to autoimmune diseases or disorders? Are there any risk factors? You know, that's a very important part to look at related to autoimmune disorders. Um, And the genetic predisposition, um, you know, I think we've all seen or known people who've, um, you know, had that autoimmunity connection and, you know, it's it's been passed on. Um, There are many many areas health-wise where genetics can um, predispose or get passed on to so that you're, um, you know, you, you may be at issue for that. Um, when we look at that, um, a high percentage of the time, we're really looking at uh, where the in- environmental triggers associated with that, meaning you may have a gen- genetic predisposition to that autoimmune disorder, um, and if the right things happen environmentally, um, it'll 
trigger it and allow that to express itself. So very commonly, uh, I will see uh, people who have experienced an autoimmune disorder and they'll relate that it, uh, it happened after some big stress or some big event in their life um, where that immune system triggered, overactivated, and allowed that um, that genetic predisposition or that genetic uh, factor to express itself um, where that came came into being. So, uh, risk factors, um, genetic predisposition is a risk factor. Uh, stress is definitely a risk factor. Uh, and when we look to identify other other risk factors, when we look at the uh, the, the mechanism of the autoimmune disorder. Uh, the, auto, the autoimmunity, uh, when we break it down to where it's coming from, is typically the body's, body's immune system is responding to a particular type of tissue, and that tissue has protein or amino acid uh, sequences associated with it. So the, the body doesn't uh, identify tissue like we would, um, saying, hey, there's thyroid tissue, hey, there's cerebellar tissue, hey, there's myelin sheath, hey, there's uh, some pancreatic beta cells. It says, hey... Is there something similar? I'm supposed to be the guardian of this body. Is there something similar to this substance that came in that I have targeted to attack because it's foreign? And that uh, I target it by saying, hey, there's some proteins that I, that I recognize with it. That's how I identify it. And if these proteins uh, or that protein or amino acid sequence is similar, then I'm going to go attack it. So the risk factors associated with that come into play. Um, very commonly outside of the uh, genetic and stress factor is when we look at uh, intestinal or, or gastrointestinal uh, function um, being compromised. And uh, that's where we look at uh, environmental components. That can be uh, gluten, gluten or gliadin exposure, other cross-reactive foods, um, other irritants to that uh, in intestinal lining. Um, foods can be a big part to that. In particular, when we look at uh, the protein component of gluten, uh, gliadin, there are over 50 different gliadins. Um, that gliadin is a protein sequence. Um, and so uh, typically uh, that will get passed through the intestines. If the gut is compromised and that can get into the system um, and the body starts attacking that protein sequence, then it says, okay, well, here's these other tissues that look like that, and it can begin attacking them. So uh, those are some of the key risk factors associated with uh, autoimmune uh, diseases and disorders. And what are some of the potential causes of autoimmunity that researchers have debated? We look at uh, the history of autoimmunity, um, you know, this been uh, looked at a number of factors over time, um, everything from, uh, you know, strictly genetic predisposition, there's nothing you can do about it, to bacterial infections, um, to most, uh, most recently looking at the underlying mechanism of why is the immune system targeting or triggering the way that it is. Uh, so when we can look at a, a particular uh, person or situation and, and identify that the environmental component um, is the part that's more identified with it as the cause, then we can associate or look at that uh, component that hey, that's really where the, where the, uh, the triggering is. Um, we have some uh, autoimmune, autoimmune disorders that truly do have more of a genetic component to it. So, um, you know, so when we, when we look at what is the potential cause, um, it really has to be looked at individually which autoimmune disorder. Um, there, is some, there are some basic underlying mechanisms that uh, understanding how the immune system works. Um, 
but it's you can't just take one area out and say this is the sole cause and this is the sole cause um, in the in the entirety of the uh, in the entire spectrum of autoimmune disorders. And lastly, what type of testing can be done to try to determine the cause of someone's autoimmunity? Well, very important to do the right type of testing. Um, so. Uh, most often, uh, when we're looking at um, identifying a cause of somebody's autoimmunity, uh, we want to look at how that immune system is working. We want to look at how that GI tract is working or uh, intestinal tract is working. So a uh, couple of key tests that I look at and determine that. Uh, one is a we call a mucosal integrity test, um, and that's a test where we can identify um, is that area in the intestine, that junction, is called a tight junction, is it compromised? Um, do we see antibodies related to that as being, being attacked? Are we getting uh, substances through there? So number one uh, is looking at the mucosal integrity or if there's a, a leaky gut uh, situation allowing uh, this environmental triggering of substances passing through the intestines to go in and, and uh, trigger the immune system. So uh, secondly is looking at uh, testing to identify um, environmentally, are we looking at these different types of foods? So we have uh, detailed uh, gluten or gliadin testing. Um, my preferred one is through a lab called Cyrex Labs. Um, it really is uh, clinically for me is the gold standard as far as identifying um, the uh, relationship to gluten or gliadins in that. And then also looking at the next step with that is, is uh, looking at the cross-reactive food patterns. Um, because some people will go to uh, get the identification of an autoimmunity and start to avoid gluten and shift over to these uh, certain other foods that are very common, but it's also been found that those many of those foods that people will shift over to once they've avoided gluten um, are common cross-reactors for people who have gluten or gliadin sensitive, uh, gliadin uh, immune problems. So first step, mucosal integrity. Second step, uh, looking and identifying food triggers. Uh, third step in the process is uh, many times is identifying is this autoimmunity uh, limited to one area such as the thyroid or the pancreas or is it a multi-system involvement um, and that is also a test I do with Cyrex Labs where they can uh, test uh, and identify uh, for multi-organ involvement, multi-tissue involvement with regard to the autoimmunity. So uh, next step beyond that is because uh, almost Every time I identify with that, I uh, we see that this, there is a stress involvement with it. Is evaluating a person's um, stress stress response, um, and that can be identified testing-wise through a technical stress response evaluation um, or another test uh, uh, we call an adrenal stress index. Uh, those are two to identify um, those areas. So um, also um, testing that is. Uh, just a general blood test to see how the different systems in the body are working, um, including what's called C-reactive protein, which measures inflammation in the body. It is not diagnostic for autoimmunity, um, but if there is inflammation, it's a way of giving a bit of a measure with it, meaning if the body is being attacked and there's an inflammatory response, we can use that to monitor one of the factors to monitor um, how we're doing in the recovery process. Well, thank you, Dr. Olson. We know you're extremely busy, so I want to thank you for your time and your help today. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been great talking today. 
And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.askdrolson.com or call 949-859-5192 to schedule an appointment. On behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.